The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the ninth chapter. And John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one leg than to go to hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell where their worm does not die and the fire does not be quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. This is the gospel of our Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please be seated. Well, something a little bit different this morning as we kick things off with the sermon. I would ask, is there any youth? Do we have any youth here? Could anybody... Come up just a little bit closer. You don't have to come up all the way to the stage. I just ask you if you come up a little bit closer. I want to talk about this lesson that we had today and what it addresses. Our scripture focus, salt is good, but it loses its saltiness. How can you make it salty again? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with one another. That was our lesson. Did you hear that in the lesson? Hmm. Do you guys like popcorn? Yes. I like popcorn too. I like the season my popcorn. You guys like the season popcorn? You smell that? It's got, it's got some salt. You can have some. I'm sure your mom won't be too mad at me. It's good, isn't it? It's good popcorn. Well, get some salt. You guys like salt on your popcorn too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was maybe a little too much salt. A bit more salt. Yeah. Maybe it's not as good with that. I, I got an idea though. Let's fix that. We can we can fix that. No. No. No, that just makes the popcorn disgusting. 
<laughs> I think it made the popcorn disgusting. I tried to maybe drown out the salt a little bit. I got an idea. We get it back. No, 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 no. You want to try it? No. Yeah, that probably wasn't a good idea. You see, this reading that we had today, it, it talks about having salt in ourselves. And we have salt in our lives, right? And, but maybe too much salt's not really good for us. You hear that, right? Too much salt is bad. But when we try to remove the extra salt in our lives, it doesn't seem to work. I try to make it healthier. <laughs> not as salty. It didn't work. It doesn't work like this. Removing the flavor wasn't such a good idea. I tried to put it back. The Bible reading that we had for today talks about what we have, salt in our lives. Jesus is telling his disciples that salt is good for seasoning. But if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? He wasn't actually talking about salt, but rather the seasoning of people and the faith in them. Each one of us is given different gifts from God. And one of those gifts is faith. We could call that our seasoning. Seasoning is the thing that makes us special. Like this popcorn that has its seasoning, but just the right amount. Your special seasoning is a gift, and it might be kindness, or it might be helping other people. And sometimes we would look at other people's gifts that are special to them, but we might be jealous of their gifts because we don't have that special gift ourselves. You know, this even happened with Jesus' disciples who were angry that some of the people were using their gifts from God in a wrong way, different from theirs. But Jesus wants us to encourage them instead. He wants us to help them to use their gifts so everyone can see how amazing God is and so that we get to know Him. I wonder what your guys' special gifts of seasoning are. Think about that. You don't have to say that loud. Pray with me really quick. Dear God, thank you for seasoning, for the things that make us special. Help us love one another and encourage each other to use our gifts so that all people can know you and worship you. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Sorry I ruined the popcorn. <laughs> you guys can go sit back. Dear saints, I want you to think for a moment about something that is very precious to you. Maybe one of these young children, the youth of our church that was 
just up here for Kids Church. And it can be anything. Just spend a few moments trying to think of something that maybe you possess, something that you have, something in your life that is the definition of the word precious to you. Are you thinking of a family member or a friend? Maybe it's something that you collect, an award, a trophy, perhaps a wedding ring, jewelry, or a family heirloom. What is something that is so precious to you, something that you just couldn't bear? To lose. Now consider this. You are infinitely more precious to God than that thing is to you. And that's a fact. No matter how precious or how impossible that may seem, you are His. We are so precious to God, and that is why Jesus humbly serves us. Jesus came in humility as a little baby infant boy to keep the law perfectly for us. He lived a life of perfect love. And in humility, he laid down his life for us on the cross, dying the worst of all deaths to Take the full punishment of our sins. He rose again from the dead, destroying the power of sin, death, and the devil in our lives. And this is why we continue to be cross-focused, cross-centered. And he comes humbly today to serve us through his word, to cleanse us from guilt and shame and fill us with his life and love eternal. God gives us faith by the Holy Spirit and connects you to himself. He unites himself with us, and that's how precious we are to him. That's how much he loves us. God serves us to assure us that we are forgiven and he is with us always, granting us peace and favor and blessing and life eternal. Jesus says, if anyone wants to be first, he must be very last and the servant of all. He modeled that and still models that perfectly for us. In the gospel reading for today, Jesus makes it clear that the most humble, the most unassuming believers, well, they bear Christ. We are not only precious, But the gift of faith that connects us to God and unites you with God is also a precious gift. When we look at a little child who has no works of his or her own, nothing impressive about themselves, nothing to merit salvation or righteousness, we are to see Jesus in that child. Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. Every 
believer is precious to God. Every believer is connected to God, united to him through the precious gift of faith. So God humbly serves us. Something that God does in service to us is warn us about the seriousness of our sin. Jesus says, if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around their necks. Jesus is not literally advocating self-mutilation here. We are not to actually cut of our hands or pluck out of our eyes, but he is warning us and wanting us to see the graphic consequences of willingly continuing to sin and warning us against anything that could cause a believer to lose the precious gift of faith and so end up in hell. Condemnation. Perhaps we could paraphrase it like this. Hell is real. Don't mess with your faith or the faith of another. If your hand causes you to have doubts and lose the faith, well then cut it off. That's better than going to hell. If your foot causes you to have doubts and lose faith, well then cut it off. That's better than you going to hell. If your eye causes you to have doubts and lose faith, well then pluck it out. That's better than going to hell. Jesus is wanting us to not take our faith lightly. It is more precious than anything else that he gives us. And to be very careful that we we not do anything that will cause one another to lose or to deny our faith. Yes, God preserves us in our faith. God keeps serving us because we are precious to him. And he wants us to stay in faith, which is so precious. But don't take things lightly. If our work, if our hobbies, our own families, or anything else is getting in the way of God's service to you, if anything has the potential to hurt your faith, or the faith of another precious believer, then we need to reassess our priorities. Do we truly fear, love, and trust in God above all things? God does not want you to have anything else in place of him because he wants to continually serve you. So draw near to him through his humble word and sacrament, because you're precious to him and he wants to keep your precious faith strong. So as you do this, you'll find yourself starting to serve others and in doing so, serving Christ. If it's just giving a neighbor a simple cup of water, a quiet word of encouragement, that is, is valued to God. Jesus, he humbly serves us and enables us to serve one another. Even in the most humble service, it is important to him because the believer who is served 
is connected to Jesus and is so precious to him. It's really important that we don't take lightly anything that could cause us or anyone else to lose confidence in God and his promises. And so reject the precious gift of faith and wind up in hell. We are often tempted to think this is okay. We can do this or along with that because I still believe in Jesus. The command of the Lord, well, it doesn't really pertain to me because I still believe. I think the words of St. Paul to young pastor Timothy, they're recorded for our benefit too. He says, watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. I think the words of St. Paul to young pastor Titus can be applied to us too. Hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. And we need to always consider what St. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. I appeal to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no division among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and, ta- and thought. Above all, when we're tempted to think that some things that we might do aren't that important, some sins are nothing to worry about, as long as I believe in Jesus Christ, remember just what Jesus tells us. He says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. You are my friends if you do what I say. It is absolutely true that we are saved by grace through faith alone, not obedience. But that doesn't give us a license to take sin and disobedience lightly. The God who lovingly serves us calls us to watch ourselves, to take sin and error seriously so that we let nothing jeopardize our salvation or the salvation of others through offending them and their confidence in their own faith and truth. But know this for sure. God does have mercy on us poor and miserable sinners. Now that is such good news to hear because we know in this struggle against sin that we, well, we usually fail. In Matthew 15, Jesus says that the problem of sin, well, it's one of the heart. It is what comes out of our heart that makes a person unclean. So even if we could cut off our hands and pluck out our eyes, it wouldn't actually stop sinful thoughts and motives that come out of our hearts. Jesus has come to serve us. He came to serve us when we were not ready to serve him. 
He came and he washed us by water and the word and gave us a new heart, new hope, making us pure with his own holiness, his righteousness. And that's what he continues to do every time that we receive his holy word in the sacraments. God Almighty, the God who created everything out of nothing is the same God who continues to work through all of humanity. Moses begged God to take away the burden of his leadership responsibilities. And what does God do? Instead of removing Moses from his call, his vocation, God provided further evidence of his providence and his care. When the disciples saw a man not of their group cast out demons, Jesus assured them that it was good and right in his name. Dear saints, our limits vary, but we all tend to reach them sooner or later. God is near, God Almighty Look to the Lord, cry out to him. He's listening. And just as the spirit of the Lord came down in the cloud for Moses and the people, God has sent his spirit to help you. He opens his hand to give you good things, gifts, faith, in mercy and in grace. Rejoice. Even sickness, God wants you to call on him in prayer, having others pray for you as well. This is powerful medicine. Even so, these trials are often used by God to purify and to preserve us in faith. Do not lose hope, but trust in the Lord. Grumbling and complaining, while it not only causes us to lose focus, it is often meant to distract others from our own failings. Instead of casting out demons, the disciples complained about others who were exercising evil spirits. In the church, we cast aspirations of those who do not minister the way, well, we think that they should. And this is generally done to deflect attention from the fact that we are not busy with the kingdom work ourselves. And how many people have we chased away from the church, Christ church, by such behavior? And the Lord says it would be better if a millstone were tied around our necks. Instead of grumbling, we should be salt in each other's lives, purifying healing, preserving, or bringing out the best flavors in each other, witnesses to our faith, and giving of that freely. Our God still serves us as his baptized people in his congregation so that by his grace, he enables us to be at peace with one another. Seeing Jesus in one another and serving us as he speaks to us through his word to strengthen our faith, the gift of which is precious beyond any measure and a gift that he has given to you. Through this precious gift, God declares you holy 
and righteous and forgiven. As if you had lived as perfectly as Jesus lived. The Apostle Paul states in Romans that God has revealed enough of himself in creation that we ought to know of God. He did this for you. He is God Almighty. Even if you do not know who he is yet. Give all glory to God. Praise the Lord that he has blessed you and all of his people with mighty works to do in his name. We know our God and it gives us peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding. May it guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.